0: Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today Rabbi Schneider is sharing a special message on why it's important to reach Jewish people with the gospel. word jealousy, it often invokes unpleasant feelings, and our immediate reaction is most often to conjure up a negative thought. But jealousy in the right context has a righteous place in our lives. And today, Rabbi Schneider continues a message that he began yesterday and reminds us that as believers, it's our calling to provoke the Jewish people to jealousy. If you're new to this program, you can learn more about us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But right now, let's get started. I want to
1: continue a message today that I began on the last episode, focusing on why it's so critical to reach Jewish people with the gospel, and more specifically about the fresh mandate that I received from the Lord not long ago when he came to me in the middle of the night and I was being bombarded with the words Acts 2.22 and the word Tetriarch. It was like I was in a spiritual atmosphere, like a weather, like I was being continually hit and bombarded, almost it was oppressive-like, and this is very similar to what you heard me say in the last episode, but just for those that might not have caught the last episode, I went to sleep right after I completed a previous assignment, and that night, right after the last assignment was completed, I was being bombarded with the words Acts 2.22 and the words tetriarch. It was almost oppressive. It just kept on coming at me. It was like it was just beating down on me. And it was so marked. I knew that it was more than just my mind. I knew that something was happening in the spirit. And when I got up the next morning, I began to pray, What was that, Lord? What was that? I opened the scriptures, turned to Acts 2.22, which begins, men of Israel listen to these words, and then Peter was challenging Israel with the gospel of Yeshua. And so I understood that the Lord was telling me, I want you to focus now your attention. I want you to focus specifically now all your energy on this new assignment, reaching Jewish people with the gospel. As I shared last time, immediately after I had the experience that night, I received a phone call from Newsmax. They wanted to interview me for Rosh Hashanah. It came at the last minute. I rushed over to the studio. My eyes were still all puffed up from the night before. Did the interview. Had no idea what that interview was going to look like. And they actually set up a situation where I was debating a traditional Jewish rabbi about the Messiah, Yeshua. And so that was just confirmation that the Lord was saying to me, I'm calling you now to challenge Israel and Jewish people with the reality that Jesus, that Yeshua, is the Jewish Messiah. Listen again what Acts 2.22 says. As I read now the word of God, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but Baruch Hashem, bless the name of the Lord, the word of the Lord abides forever. Men of Israel... Listen to these words, Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God performed through him in your midst just as you yourselves know. This man, delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him up again putting an end to the agony of death since it was impossible for him to be held in death's power. And so that was the verse that came to me in the night. I didn't even know what it was. I just heard Acts 2.22, and I had a sense that it continued on through the 24th verse. And by the way, this is all review from the last episode. And so I realized when I went to Acts 2.22 and read it the next morning that God was telling me, your last assignment was over which was combating the LGBTQ movement and galvanizing God's people to stand together for righteousness in the Taking the Rainbow Back movement, the Lord was saying, I want you to shift your attention from that right now, and I want you to focus on reaching Israel, my first covenant people. And then once again, his confirmation, a few days within that, I get a call from Newsmax, had an opportunity to reach Jewish people through that network, that I wouldn't have ordinarily been able to reach. So I realized this is happening right now. It wasn't long after that, my team and I were in Israel when the war broke out on October 7th. And that was a real baptism for me, my heart in identification with Israel. My wife, Cynthia, and I were there for another week or so. My producer was there for close to two weeks, and it was like, man, I am so connected now to what is going on in Israel and to reaching Jewish people with the gospel. Now, as I'm sharing my heart with you today, it's very personal to me, and yet, this mandate that the Lord has put upon me in a fresh new way, because I've always been focused on reaching Jewish people. That's why discovering the Jewish Jesus' theme is reaching Israel and the world. So I've always been focused on reaching Jewish people. But it's just that there's a fresh urgency now. There's a fresh and prophetic anointing. There's a fresh fire and there's a fresh breakthrough that God is creating. And so once again, God has just begun to open up these doors and giving me influence in Israel and with Jewish people that I never had before. And so here we were in Israel, the war broke out. Again, the Lord was knitting me together with my people and to his call upon the nation of Israel and even to God's prophetic connection to Israel and how that relates to the return, to the ushering in of Yeshua to the earth. And so we now are working, working towards breaking in to reach Jewish people. We reached on 97% of the homes in Israel with television sets. God has given me influence in Israel. I'm making new connections with Messianic leaders there. In fact, we sow into several Messianic congregations in Israel that are on the ground discipling Jewish people, being used of the Lord to build the church there. But this mandate that I'm sharing with you, this is not something that's new with me, although it's upon me now in a prophetic fire. But this is something that we read about in the book of Acts. It's something that we read about in the book of Romans with the Apostle Paul. And so last time I began in Romans chapter 9, as I described the urgent prophetic anointing that Paul had to reach Jewish people, I'm continuing today now with Romans chapter 10. Romans is the most theologically expansive book in the entire Bible. In other words, Paul covers the plan of salvation, redemption, the return of the Lord. He covers all these things as well as many others in the book of Romans. It's the greatest theological treatise in the New Testament. And three chapters in the book of Romans, chapters 9, 10, and 11, are specifically devoted in Paul's work to reaching Jewish people. His writings are all about reaching the Jew. And so last time in Romans 9, we saw that Paul said he had unceasing grief in his heart to reach Jewish people, that he would even be willing to be separated from God if they had been saved. And then Paul said, and the Holy Spirit testifies with me about my conscience in this matter. So what that says to me is that Paul's burden for Israel was harmonious with the Holy Spirit's burden to reach Israel. Jesus said to Israel, how often I wanted to gather you, like a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. So Jesus's burden and heart is to reach Jewish people. And now I share that with you, that you can receive that burden, that you can receive that enlightenment, that you can partner with the Lord in his heart through your prayers to reach Jewish people.
0: You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. Let's take a moment now to hear some testimonies from our monthly partners.
1: The Rabbi's ministry is different because here we have not just a Christian ministering to another Christian, but a Messianic Jew. I discover that the Old Testament is not a dead book. It is the promises of the New Testament and how they are fulfilled. People are hungry in
0: all the countries around
1: the world, everywhere he travels. They're looking for truth. The rabbi is teaching from God's Word and the people there are unable to believe. It just fills my heart because I know I'm part of that. This seed will multiply and serve not only yourself, you'll be blessed, but others are blessed.
0: Every seed of the Word sown through this ministry, whether on radio, TV, or at our crusades, is made possible by our monthly partners. Join us in spreading the Gospel. And now, back to Rabbi.
1: So we're going to continue today in Romans with the 10th chapter. Again, on the last broadcast, I covered chapter 9. Today, we're going to go into chapter 10. We're going to begin their reading in verse number 1. Brethren, Paul says, my heart's desire And my prayer to God for them, speaking of Israel, is for their salvation. I testify about them that they have a zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge. Now notice what Paul said there. He said, I testify they have a zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge. And this should speak to many of us because many Christians are enamored with the Orthodox Jewish Zeal for God. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. We have much to learn from it. But notice what Paul did. He separated the zeal from knowledge. Some Christian people get so enamored with Judaism and with Jewish people that they don't understand the necessity of sharing with Jewish people the gospel. They think to themselves, who am I as a Gentile to witness to the Jewish people? They're God's chosen people. And look at their zeal and look at their commitment. Who am I to witness to them? But beloved, that mindset is not biblical and it's not kingdom oriented. Paul bore them witness concerning their zeal. But he said that their zeal, as sincere as it might have been, was not in accordance with knowledge. So listen again, Paul says, for I testify about them that they have a zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge. For not knowing about God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own, they did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God. And then he continued on For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. In other words, Jesus is the end. He's the purpose to which the law aims, that righteousness cannot be achieved. Through keeping the law, because in order to be justified through keeping the law, you have to keep the law perfectly, which no one's been able to do. And so Paul says that the only way to achieve righteousness, and this is basic Christian doctrine now, but I want you to understand, Paul is talking about the Jewish people. He's saying they have a zeal, but the path that they're on will not lead to righteousness because no one could be justified by the works of the law. Paul continues, for Moses writes that the man who practices the righteousness, which is based on the law, shall live by that righteousness. But the righteousness based of faith speaks as follows. So Paul is contrasting the righteousness that comes through the law versus the righteousness that comes from being brought into a right relationship with God on the basis of faith. So Paul says, but the righteousness based on faith speaks as follows. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. What does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Messiah or as Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so Paul is saying here there's a difference between the religious zeal of Orthodox Judaism, which is beautiful and precious and passionate, but it doesn't lead to true righteousness because in order to have righteousness based on the law, you have to keep law perfectly, which no one can do. So Paul says the message that I'm bringing is a righteousness that comes by faith, by putting our faith in the one that perfectly kept the law and then offered himself as an atonement on our behalf that if we put our faith in him, his righteousness becomes our righteousness and his blood covers our sin. And so this is the message that we are bringing to Jewish people, beloved, and Christian people cannot shrink away because they're intimidated from sharing the gospel, the good news of Messiah, with Jewish people. In fact, if you really dig into this, you'll find that in Hasidic Judaism, which is a more mystical form of Orthodox Judaism, they actually believe in this concept of atonement taking place when a righteous one dies in the place of the guilty. Now, continuing on this theme in the book of Romans, we're going to go to the next chapter. We're going to go to chapter 11. Listen to what Paul says in chapter 11, verse 1. Paul says, I say then, God has not rejected his people, has he? He said, may it never be. For I too am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. So Paul is saying, God has not rejected Israel. I'm a Jew. God hasn't rejected me. And what Paul's going to do is go on to talk about remnant theology. And he's going to use the example of Elijah. And he's going to say that Elijah thought he was the only Israelite that was a believer. He said, Lord, I'm the only one. And the Lord said, no, Elijah, I've reserved for myself 7,000 that have not bowed to the knee of Baal. And so Paul's going to make the point that even though Israel in large has rejected Yeshua, there is a remnant of Jews that believe in him and that will come to faith in him, just as there was a remnant of Israel that believed in the one true God of Israel in the days of Elijah. So, Paul says here concerning Israel in the same way, then comparing present day Israel and this concept of reaching the remnant, Paul compares that to the days of Elijah. So, he says in verse number five in the same way, then, there's also come to be at the present time a remnant according to God's gracious choice. And so what we are doing, church, is not being under an illusion that all Israel will come to faith, but rather we know that there's a remnant of Israel, there's a remnant of Jewish people that will come to faith, and this is what we're focused on, preaching the gospel knowing that a remnant will respond and come to faith. And by the way, the Lord is using discovering the Jewish Jesus to reach that chosen Jewish remnant that are living both in Israel and in the United States and in fact scattered all over the world. It's critical that we take this to heart. Many people are only taking a hold of what some has termed the prosperity gospel. In other words, they're in the gospel for what God can do for them but the gospel transcends what God can do for you and I. We need to come into agreement with God and be like Jesus had said, when you pray, pray in this way, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. So we're praying, first of all, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so what we're praying for is for the kingdom of God to be established in the earth and that is not going to fully happen until there's a critical mass, a chosen remnant of Jewish people that have come to faith in the Messiah. And when that happens, beloved, the plan of redemption will be complete and Jesus will return. Paul speaks about this later on in the book of Romans when he says this, that the deliverer will come forth from Zion and will remove ungodliness from Jacob. This is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. And so he's saying the deliverer's gonna come out of Israel when the Lord takes away Israel's sin, when a critical remnant have come to believe in him. And then Paul goes on to say that even though many of Israel are not believing right now, the plan of God upon their lives is irrevocable. And God's plan, beloved, is to use the church, to use you and I to bring the gospel to these first covenant and dearly beloved Jewish people who now more desperately than ever need to hear and are open to the good news of Messiah Yeshua. Many of us realize that there is no hope right now in the planet that we're not going to be able to stop war. Deception and delusion is at an all-time high. And many people, including those in Israel, and those Jewish people that are scattered all over the globe, they realize that. They are right now for the harvest. Yeshua said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. God wants to use you and I to reach Jewish people. I want to challenge you today to be bold about sharing your faith with Jewish people that you come into contact with, just sharing your love of Yeshua with them, your love of Jesus with them, and building a point of contact with them by letting them know that you love Jewish people and stand with Israel. And then I want to encourage you today to support Jewish ministries that God has given a platform to to reach His first covenant people all over the globe. Beloved, the Lord wants to use you and I to do that.
0: God is challenging us to provoke the Jewish people to jealousy so they can return to Him. This is Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and you're listening to the straightforward and the authentic Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider. Please keep listening because he has a special message for us today. And while seeing people from all over the world come to faith, it really gets us excited. And that's the heart behind this ministry and everything that we do here at Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And now here is Rabbi again with a special message.
1: Discovering the Jewish Jesus is one of the best and most important ministries on the earth today. Not only are we reaching people all around the globe, we're particularly focused on reaching God's first covenant people. All of us together are equally loved by God, but there's still a key to the redemption of the world that takes place when Jewish people come to faith and you can be part of reaching these Jewish souls that the Lord is drawing to Himself. And in that, you'll be partnering with the Lord in bringing redemption to its ultimate purpose because Jesus will not return until the Jewish people are saying, Baruch haba b'shem blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus himself told the church that. I wanna ask you today to become a monthly partner with this ministry. In so doing, beloved, you'll be used to the Lord to reach Jewish people all over the world. And in doing that, you'll culminate that effort with bringing in a full end times
0: harvest. To respond to Rabbi during our partner celebration right now, just go to our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give us a call at 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. And as a token of our appreciation for your gift, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's message of the month and our engaging and insightful newsletter. And for those who become new partners during this month, we'll send an extra token of our gratitude, an authentic and handcrafted shofar made in Israel. And did you know that blowing the shofar announces the ushering in of God's eternal kingdom? And with your faithful partnership each month, we can continue to boldly proclaim Yeshua's coming return on radio and television stations all around the world, including Israel, Russia, and Ukraine. Sign up today at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now to speak a sacred blessing over us, here's Rabbi Schneider.
1: What I love about the ironic blessing is that it did not originate with man. The words actually proceeded from the very essence of God himself. The blessing comes from the book of Numbers chapter six. So listen to these words and receive the blessing of the Lord into your life today. Ja, Yahweh, 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 And the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom.
0: I'm Dustin Roberts. And on behalf of all of us here at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, thank you for joining us today. Be sure to come back next time when Rabbi Schneider shares more insightful teachings connecting the Old and New Testaments.